Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwardell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? Oh, uh, you know, it's it's going, buddy. We got Minshew Mania sweeping the sweeping the city of brotherly love. The Flyers are the goddamn laughing stock. The Sixers stink. Everything. It's it's just it's just, we it stinks. We all stink. Why everything? Nothing's ever good. Nothing's ever fun. Just a whole lot of stink. Sixers just uh, Sixers just beat the uh, undermanned. Who the hell did they play? My brain is mush. the Hornets. The Hornets. The undermanned Hornets. Yeah. No yeah. Melo. No Rogier. No Ish Smith. But uh, a W's a W's a W. Yeah, maybe. You don't think it counts as a win? I mean, it counts as a win, but it wasn't impressive, and they had to go to overtime. This this team is atrocious. It's atrocious. It's being held hostage. It's boring. Ugh. Yeah, Game Pass does their uh, League Pass does this thing. League Pass, Game Pass, whatever the NBA I think version it's is. Pass. Yeah. yeah, it does this thing where it only holds up to so much time if you if you pick the uh, start from beginning option while the game is going on. So. I had to work last night, and uh, I went to hop on and start watching it, but I couldn't get to the actual beginning, so I had to wait until the game and overtime and all that stuff was over, and then I was watching it until, like, 11.45 at night, and it it did not deserve to be watched until 11.45 at night. No. Good God, no. I have, uh, I have some real issues. You know what? We'll talk about the Sixers in a second. We'll talk about uh, Major League Baseball Week 14 in the National Football League, and much, much more. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me for all of the lines, fun props, stuff like that. From this 14th week in the uh, in the National Football League. Before we get to that, though, Gregory, let's, uh, let's continue on this 76ers subject. I have issues. Uh, I know this is surprising. <laughs> My... My issues with Doc's play calling in overtime is infuriating because the int- the play is just give Joel Embiid the ball every single time in every single overtime. I think like Tobias got one shot up and that was the only other person to take a shot in overtime. The man's a bad coach, Chris. If if the last if last year's playoffs didn't tell you that, I don't know what to tell you. He is a very 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 mediocre if not off, borderline awful in-game coach. He doesn't adjust. His play calling lacks any sort of creativity, if it even exists. He is a bad head coach. He's yeah. a bad head coach. That's it. You, you can't just... Look, Joel is unbelievable. He, the guy is uh, a special player. 45, 15, and 7, I think, against the Hornets. Unbelievable game. But... You can't just give him the ball because that takes away from the effectiveness of every other player on the floor who is effectively relegated to just being a decoy standing in the corner. 
They're there to watch. That's yeah. what it is. You're just going to watch the game happen in front of them. And, that's and, it. and it's hard to motivate yourself to play defense when you're just watching on offense. Uh, that's true. It's absolutely true. And it, it's just the whole thing. The whole thing is just a mess. It's a mess. I don't know of any other way to describe it. The games aren't fun. It's it's borderline unwatchable in crunch time situations. It's they're so easy to defend. They're so, you key on one guy. That's it. Nobody else ever has a good night, ever. Okay. Andre and I were talking about this the other day, and uh, look, the exactly what the Seventy Sixers needed to happen happened. Now. It's probably not going to work out the way they hoped it would with Damian Lillard being unhappy in Portland. It seems like it's more likely that it would be a motivating force to trade Simmons to Portland to play along with Lillard rather than getting Lillard here. But look, Lillard is incredibly good. I don't know if you saw the story today that... They're looking to add a two-year extension to his contract, which would take him through his age 37 season, and the the Trailblazers would be on the hook for $55.3 million when when Dame is uh, 37 years old. I would be apprehensive to pay anyone that much money, but... I Seems think like a end- solid investment for a guy that's appeared in the conference finals once. And may or may not be declining. I think there's a decent chance that the the decline this year statistically can be tied to the the core muscle injury. But you have to be worried because smaller guards who don't really defend don't age super well unless you're Chris Paul. That is correct. That is very, very accurate. So perhaps the... The outcome of this is just to kickstart Portland's desire to trade more assets to pair Simmons and Lillard together. The the deal that allegedly Portland threw out was was CJ, one of the young players, either Simons or Nasir Little, and a first round pick that was declined by the 76ers, who off who asked for CJ, three first round picks and three pick swaps. Go hard or don't go at all, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well. But CJ has a collapsed lung, so I came out like five minutes ago. So is that true? I, I got an update from Bleacher Report literally as we were sitting here getting ready to record. Uh, collapsed right lung, further yeah. evaluated. Wonder it's what that great. means. It means Wonder it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's what everything means. Everything is not great. Um, two days ago, the X-rays were negative. Yeah, I don't know the severity of a collapsed lung. Hey, great. All the more all the more incentive to uh to get more out of this deal. I've I've said this the whole time, CJ is not the cleanest fit with the current team, but CJ also gives the team something that they absolutely don't have in volume three-point shooting and a guy who can create for himself in the half court. Now, if the deal is CJ Anthony Simons, who by the way is my pick, I don't want I don't want to see her little, I think I think there's a decent chance you can steal Anthony Simons. I think he is uh, potentially turns into a pretty good starting shooting guard in the NBA. He's scoring 12 points a game at like 22 years old right now. Um, and a couple, I don't know, a couple of first round picks. Does, did you do that to just be done with this? Yes. Just get it over with. It's a waste of everybody's time. You never know this team's true potential because it's playing without 
one of their best players, which is saying a lot if he's one of your best players for how bad this team actually is. But that's besides the point. Um, it, like it's over. Just get it, get it done, and let's move on with our time and life. As as fu- as much uh, fun and as uh, enticing sitting Ben for four straight years sounds. It is exhausting, and it's just it's like going back into the the world of tanking, uh, where it's the games are pointless, nothing matters, and this team's going nowhere. That's essentially where we're at right now, and it's it's frustrating and annoying. It really is. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> if if they could somehow pull this trade off, and by the way, it would give them a a fairly interesting second second unit. Of of Maxi, Simons, Thibel, Niang, and Drummond, which is, I mean, the best second unit the 76ers have had in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> uh I would I would immediately call Charlotte, and I'd like to point out that I said this prior to the 76ers playing the Hornets last night, and see if you can work some sort of Tobias Harris for Gordon Hayward trade. Be- and you'd probably have to give up assets with Harris, but I just well, worry the key that, is you just got three first-round picks, so get rid of those. Bingo. And this could even be a three-team trade. Um, bingo. I want Hayward, one, I think he's more willing to, to shoot threes and stretch the floor, but much more importantly, he, he operates well, even as a primary ball handler, but certainly is well above average as a secondary ball handler. And without a true point guard in the starting lineup, that's going to be critical. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's something that has to get taken care of. You have to have somebody who can handle the ball regularly. Like this team is this team is bizarrely broken and needs Joel that was bringing the ball up anything. last night. Yeah, it's not good. It's it's <laughs> not it's disheartening to say the least. Like I see the lines on Bavada for the Sixers games and I just I, I pass over them cuz I never know what team I'm going to expect. Like I just I can't do it. I, they're just they're too frustrating of a franchise. In a city full of frustrating franchises. That's accurate, Greg. That is uh, that's accurate. I just spent a lot of money on Flyers tickets, and uh, apparently they're that frustrating. That team stinks. <laughs> they are. That team, the franchise, and as fun as that game is going to be, Chris. As, uh, as I feel like I should have spent less money. Enjoyable of a time as, as it's going to be. This team is a gigantic mess. They are, they, there's not, like, I don't know what happened. We, we thought, I thought we upgraded the defense. We're somehow worse than, than ever. Um, I'm watching Ghost dangle the puck in Arizona, and I'm watching Provorov not even know how to, what defense looks like. It's, it's sad. They've lost nine in a row. We fired our head coach. We rebounded from firing our head coach by losing seven to five, which mm. is always good. It's always good to, fire a head coach and really fire the guys up uh, mm-hmm. to come out uh, anew and then immediately lose. Well, and like, not just lose, up, give up seven goals. Yeah, <laughs> they went up They went up one nothing last night, and by the, the next time I looked at the score, because I can't watch their games anymore. They're too, they're too awful. Mm-hmm. By the time I looked at the score again, it was 4-1 to one Avalanche, and there was still like seven minutes left in the first period. And did they make it somewhat respectful? Sure, but it was never, it was never really a game. This team wasted the career of probably, arguably, a top three player in franchise history. It's, it's just bands. bad. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just bad. 
You feel bad. Uh, just trade Giroux. Get it. Get him out of here. Send him. Send him somewhere where he might actually have a legit chance to win, because you wasted enough of his time. And, well, statistically, and trading him to the Kings gets gets you a championship, right? <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. Trade him there, and that that lock that one up. You could you could put the future down today, and they'd win the. Actually, honestly, I'm not kidding. No matter who they, if they do, if he somehow waves his no trade and they do end up moving on from him, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been rumored for like five years, so I don't expect anything from this franchise in terms of this or him, because I don't think he's the guy who wants to leave. But also, he respects the fact that I have a Claude Giroux bobblehead. Uh, true. That is true. He, I've heard that in interviews. Yeah. He doesn't, want, do, he doesn't want that to be outdated. Exactly. If they do move on from him, I will wager a hefty amount on that team to win the Stanley Cup this year. There's just no reason not to. That's the way things work. That's the way Flyers luck works. It's it's just once a guy moves on, that team wins the Stanley Cup that year. It's that's just how it is. It's just how it is. It's like Brady going to the Bucks. You just knew. You just knew that it was going to be a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl win. Yeah, because he wins the Super Bowl half the time he's been in the league. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. It's, so, it's, yeah, that, was, that wasn't like a shot in the dark or anything. It's like, oh, that guy's good and he wins Super Bowls. You know what? I'm racking my brain and I cannot figure out how I got that Claude Giroux bobblehead. I mean, I'm sure you had to have attended a game or uh, purchased it at a fan function. It is. I wouldn't have bought it. It had to, had to have been a gift or a giveaway for something. And I have not been to a Flyers game since me and Nick Fiorello went when we were 15 <laughs> years old. Mm, I don't know if Drew was on the team then, so... Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, why are sports so miserable? Well... Sports are so miserable. The good news is Major League Baseball is locked out. And I was... Uh, I noticed... When you mentioned Bavada, I hopped over there to check what the updated odds were for when the Major League Baseball lockout was going to end, because I saw that they had them last week. Seems like they've been pulled from the futures uh, for now. But... I wonder if that's a good sign. Or you could be Matt, who didn't even realize, he didn't even realize when he get, you asked him for his opinion last week on this, mm-hmm. he, he's like, ah, mid-July. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mid-July. He did not realize that that was like halfway through. That occurred he had to me no as well. idea when he first said it. That occurred to me as well, yes. And then he tried to justify it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, shorter, so everybody knows we need a shorter season. I love 162 games. What? What? Oh, also, Matt Corral, not a Heisman finalist. Sad. <laughs> Look at you. Taking shots not only at, uh, at Matt Crone, but at his alma mater Ole Miss and their quarterback, Matt Corral. Dude, speaking of... Speaking of college football, though, and I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll talk about it a little bit. Sure. The, Miami has to be like the biggest, the, like the worst program ever. They just have to be. They're not. The great. way they handled the way they handled the coaching change was arguably like the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. Like it, it was just bizarre. Now, granted, Manny Diaz disrespected was it Temple? Wasn't mm-hmm. that where he was going? Yeah. And then he pulled out or backed out right at the last minute to go to Miami. So, which, by the way, sort of, understandable. Well, true, but sort of karma. Uh, it, but like to go out and have like public reports that you are offering and pursuing this ex- this particular coach 
mm-hmm. is is while you still have a coach or that you've agreed to something while you still have a coach is it's it, it's it's a new low that I didn't think we'd see. And we've seen plenty of lows when it comes to coaching changes in terms of college football. But this was one that I was not expecting. Let's talk Heisman Trophy odds. You mentioned Matt Corral not invited to the festivities this year, but uh, four gentlemen are Bryce Young, Aiden Hutchinson, C.J. Stroud, and Kenny Pickett. I wanted to say Prickett. I knew that wasn't right. Bavada has Bryce Young as the just overwhelming favorite at uh, minus 4,000. Followed by Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, and then C- at 1500, and CJ Stroud and Kenny Pickett at plus 3000. Is there any chance at all that it makes sense to put money down on anyone but Bryce Young? Nope. The award goes to a quarterback. Young's on Alabama, the, the SEC championship, even though his numbers weren't even that impressive. Um,. It's just the way it goes. He's. It's all about narrative. It's not always about performance. It's. It's bizarre to me. But he's going to be the guy that takes it. I don't think he was the best player in college football. I. I just don't. Who do you think that was? It wasn't him. Okay. Um, I think there's a couple of different candidates. You could say Sean Pickett. Clifford. No, God, no. You can say Pickett, but I don't think that team accomplished enough. I, yeah. I would have looked at potentially the quarterback of Cincinnati. I mean, I know there's Desmond some Ritter. games in there. Yeah, I know there's some games in there that weren't that impressive, but to be able to guide that team to an undefeated season, the first non-power five team to get into the fi- uh, to the playoff, like that's an accomplishment. That's you know yeah. what I mean. That's not playing with nothing but four and five stars all around you, you know. And and like you almost lost to Auburn. You can't hmm. almost lose to Auburn. When they're having a very bad year. Hey, and Auburn's then, got two great cornerbacks, though. That's fine. That's fine. And Bonex. But to, yeah, but to me, I just don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I can't. Didn't the running back from Michigan State have a really good year too? Wasn't Kenneth he very Walker? Impressive? Uh, yeah, I, I think Kenneth Walker lost his Heisman bid in that game against Ohio State. Thirty-seven, uh, nothing. Or whatever. I 40. think it was four. I think it was like forty nine nothing at halftime or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot to very little. So yeah, yeah. you're probably right. But uh, to me, I just don't. I, I don't necessarily know if I understand or see it. So we'll see. Well, I, I still just think it's it's Alabama. It's quarterback, and that's that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, I thought Walker was uh, kind of a foregone conclusion up until that team just. Man, fell off a cliff at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely not. And by the way, uh, I I would say probably the last time that uh, my good buddy and uh, big Michigan State fan Mario Hines comes over to my house to watch a Michigan State game, because that didn't go well. Yeah. Can't just uh, bad vibes. Yeah, avoid that moving forward. (laughs) I mean, I don't think any of us thought that game was going to be super competitive, but I think... You know, forty nine nothing is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my word. I, I don't my, know. My word, indeed. I am hey, excited though. Oh, go ahead. No, you're excited about what? Uh, for the for the college football playoff. Like I, I, I do want the expansion, but every year when they announce it, it's always very fun, and I'm very mm-hmm. excited for yet another Georgia Alabama game. Like that's <laughs> going to be a great time. You know, every once in a while, you get Clemson mixed in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
we got no, you got Cincy in there this year. You got the the one interesting team. They're almost certainly going to get absolutely hammered in that first game, but uh, yeah, they were there. Yeah, they they most certainly were there. Um, but <laughs> oh, I, are there, I, I suppose. And, and I agree. I think they're going to get demolished by Alabama. Um, the way Alabama beat Georgia, if you think Cincy has any sort of shot, I, I don't. I, I just I, I just don't see a path to winning. I, I just there's just too many good players on Alabama's team. It's it's like clockwork almost. And then Michigan's a great story. Mm-hmm. Yay, Harbaugh finally figured it out. He got them to the playoff. They won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State. They beat Michigan State. Like they did everything that they had to do uh, for that guy not to be on the first bus back to some NFL team. And <laughs> what, a, what a rough bus ride. I know, terrible, right? Um, but to me, like, I just, I don't see it. And I know Georgia, we're coming off of Georgia looking very, you know, not as good as they had been uh, yeah. in the past or, or all season, but I, I just, I can't. I, I can't see Michigan beating this team. They're just, they they have, they just don't have enough. Like, they're fine defensively. Obviously, Hutchinson's a... Better than fine. Uh, Hutchinson and Ajabo are unbelievable. And Daxton Hill. Sure, but from an offensive perspective as well, like, you think they're scoring on Georgia? Like, well, I, I would say the only the team that books, has is Alabama. The sportsbooks agree with you because uh, Bavada has Alabama, the favorite at plus 120, followed by number three, Georgia at plus 140, number two, Michigan at plus 600, and uh, number four, Cincinnati, also invited. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate. It's just going to be a SEC championship, the NCAA, or no, SEC championship game again. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> If it's, you want to go exact result, by the way, you can get Alabama defeats Georgia for plus 200 at Pavada. Um, that ain't bad. No, it's not. Not at all. Ah, oh, man. That's, that's really intriguing. I'm mm-hmm. kind of interested in that. This is how I get in trouble with these kind of things, though. Well, if, look, if you want to go Cincinnati beats Michigan, you can get that at plus 5,000. I just don't, I, it is a bummer that like you get so excited for these games, but I don't know if they're going to be close. It kind of makes me wish that Michigan had blown it and we were going to get, uh, Notre Dame in there. So we could at least, I I could at least celebrate them being terrible and getting blown out. Yeah. I mean, I I said, I I said Michigan, I I meant Cincinnati, but gotcha. Yeah. I was wondering, I I was going to say if Michigan loses, I would have liked to see Ohio state in there because at least we know they can score points. True, very true. Uh, the chaos scenario would have been if Michigan and Cincinnati and Oklahoma State all lost. That mm-hmm. then I don't even know what you do. Like I don't well, know, it, Notre Dame slides into three, but who is that fourth team? Uh, yeah, that is. Is uh, it Ohio State? Can't be. I mean, Can't look, be. it didn't happen. We never have to worry about it. True, it is the, true. The big news. Are the odds for the 2021-2022 NCAA FCS championship, Greg? Bavada has North Dakota State the favorite at plus 135 because, you know, they win every championship. Always Followed by forever. Sam Houston State, the one-time home of Rhett Bomar. James Madison uh, at plus 500. South Dakota State, home of Dallas Goddard at plus 600. 
and then Thrillanova at plus 1,600. Oof. Villanova's around. They're they're hanging in there, buddy. put every penny you have on Villanova plus 1,600. I cannot do that, sir. You think you should take out a loan as well? You should get (laughs) more money than you have? I advise that. I might have to. We we only have like fifteen minutes left here, so let's uh, let's get our NFL picks in, Gregory. I can do that. We gotta we gotta we gotta focus. We gotta do the focusing. Um, and we'll and as I say that, we uh, having the the hardest time in the world pulling this open. Do you care <laughs> about the army? Yeah, you care about the army navy game at all? I mean, it's a cool tradition. Like I like that aspect of it. I like how it has its own weekend. There's no other games on around it. Mm. Um, when it was as lopsided and Navy was just winning every year, that was very boring. So I do like that it's a little bit more competitive now. And Army's Army's, I think, won two of the last three, or at least one of the last three. Um, but they've been closer games, which makes it fun. So yeah, I, I do enjoy it. Um, and it's nice for those, you know, those guys who who chose sort of a different college football college football path, basically. Well, different path um, in general. Well, yeah, but I mean, like. It's a it's a much different experience, I would imagine, and then going, you know, obviously, the military service afterwards, and and all of that, all that it that takes is is commendable. So it's nice to have, it's nice for them to have that that focus for that one weekend every year. Let's talk Army Navy. Bavada has uh, has Army minus seven and a half. Hard to argue with Army. They're very good. Keep the ball on the ground. They triple option you to death. I I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. They, they they just eat up clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been very good the past few years. I kind of like Army in that situation. Now, what I think is interesting is the over-under here at Bavada. That number, Gregory, is 34. I mean, under. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an under guy. I love... I, I'm... I'm, I'm I was dumb enough to take the over in the windiest game I've ever seen in my entire life in Buffalo. Uh, so I'm more than happy uh, to bet the, the – I'm more than confident to take win, uh, unwinnable overs. Um, but I think this is the case where you go under. You know what? You and I have to do uh, – we have basically a second part of the show uh, later on the Wisdom app. So why don't we why don't we just hold off on our NFL picks for that? We can do that. I'm and, fine with that. Uh, I I did see some other stuff that I thought was interesting. Let me uh let me maneuver back and bring Well, if we're, if, if we're going to do that, yeah. while you find whatever you're going to talk about, every time we talk about army, like the team, <laughs> uh the only thing I can think of is arrested development. Okay. I'm going to army. Oh, God. <laughs> all right there. Oh God. I can't remember what his, why can't Buster I think of? Blue. Yeah, there you go. I couldn't, could not remember what that gentleman's name was. I got Job. I got Job on the brain. Apparently doing a great job on Lego <laughs> masters. Well, <laughs> Oh, what a great show. And criminally ruined by some of the Netflix scenes. Or you just ignore them and pretend they don't exist, and it's like, ah, it's good. I yeah, like this. I, I'm, I'm torn on it. I, I, I liked it. It doesn't have any replay value for me. No, and well, and that's what I've gotten. 
I've been obviously I've been keeping you up to date on my Ted Lasso watching because I've successfully completed the first season and have ventured into season two. Okay, and I've thought about it a lot. Like, is this a rewatchable show? Oh, it like, is. Could I? Yeah. Could I go back and if I wanted to watch like this episode or this episode? And it very much is. It very much is in that in in that rewatchable category. So. Uh, I'm very interested to see once I finish this second season what uh, what my thoughts are on on the actual show itself. But I uh, I definitely think it's a rewatchable kind of thing, and that's really the biggest test with any of the television shows that you watch. Yeah. Is it worth is it worth watching it a second time, a third time? In the case of The Office or Always Sunny or Workaholics or Arrested Development, a thirty seventh time, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, if if you can sit there and consistently watch it, or just throw on an episode and be like, yeah, I'm good with that. Because it doesn't always have to be a full rewatch. That's where I make the mistake sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll get overzealous and be like, I'm going to watch season one of How I Met Your Mother again. Let's go. And I'll start, and then by like episode six, I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Uh, I did that with Scrubs. Yeah, it's, it's far too much of an undertaking. But if there's just a random episode on... It's the one thing that, that I think a lot of the streaming services really sort of miss with some of these, is, is being able to just go in and and click random episode, and it just pulls it up. Yeah, uh, so it took me, you know, I am a Ted Lasso evangelist. It took me a, a very long time to finally convince Alexa to sit down and watch an episode. And uh, once she did, you know, I... I the, the deal was you you watch three and I will watch I will watch three episodes of Shit's Creek, which she loves and just never clicked for me. But whatever, uh, watch your three. If you don't like it, all right, fair enough. Of course you liked it. It's a great show, and we literally like we went back through it. I had just watched season two, I guess, and we went back and watched it in like a week and a half. I watched the first two first two seasons all over again. And it was just as glorious as it was the first time. Yeah, I can, I can absolutely see that. I can absolutely see that. It's, I feel like, I feel like it's one of those shows that has, has a very easy rewatchability kind of, uh, kind of thing, which is nice, nice to hear and nice to find and, and literal laugh out loud moments. I find myself laughing. Like, audibly at some of the things that go on so yeah i am not like i'm very understated when i'm watching tv shows it takes a lot to get an actual response out of me and ted lasso gets it a lot yeah that's not surprising not surprising at all whistle whistle will like i say it all the time it just it kills me i don't even know if i've gotten to that yet (sighs) roy kent the greatest character in all of uh all of television history. It's rather hilarious. But, all right, we have uh, five-ish minutes left here. Here's what I got for you. Some NFL futures at Bavada, and they are specifically where some guys are going to be playing foosball in, uh, in 2022. Let's start with where will Russell Wilson play week one of next season. The Seahawks minus 475, the Broncos plus seven. Steelers plus 750, Raiders plus 750, Saints plus 9, and Bears, well, back to 750 at Pavada. I don't think the Steelers, I think the Steelers are an interesting one, but they don't seem like a franchise that does that. Agreed. They don't, they don't, they don't do the, the free agent quarterback. They typically draft, now they've, 
you know, got lucky, I guess. With, with Mason Rudolph. Uh, yeah, with Roethlisberger and his longevity. And uh, Mason Rudolph is definitely not the answer. That's no. I think that's well and clear. Um, do they do they find out what Dwayne uh, Haskins is? Uh, you know, he's a, he's a third string quarterback. Answer. <sighs> Maybe I'd like to see some. I'd like to see performances outside of the Washington football team before I make that decision. The Broncos are the most interesting, though, in all, in all of those, because they are a team that is perfectly fine going, you know, old, random quarterback. Not random, but old. Uh, hey, Brock Osweiler is random. Uh, well, true, but uh, so I think I think there's a real shot. I think there's a real shot that he could go there. There. That's the one that would stand out to me if he stays if he doesn't stay put in Seattle. I do think that Elway has an archetype that he and I know he you know not the the lone decision maker there, but let's not get ourselves. I think he has an archetype for what he likes at the quarterback position, and it is that big, strong quarterback. And I I just don't know that that's Russell. I don't I don't know that that is him. I think I think if he were to to take the big swing. It may be for uh, it may be for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. True, there that 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 did also cross my mind, which I don't know. <sighs> to me, to me, that is probably who he would go after more than Wilson. But mm. um, if that's the case, then I don't I don't know if Wilson goes. I, I just I think Carroll goes before Wilson in Seattle. By the way, uh, Bavada also says who will be the Denver Broncos starting quarterback on opening day. And the favorite is Drew Locke at plus 160. Number oh, two, Aaron Rodgers, plus 210. Followed by Deshaun Watson, plus 550. Russell Wilson at plus seven. Teddy Bridge at uh, plus 950. Uh, um, who's next? Matt Corral, plus 1400. Malik Willis, plus 1600. Kenny Pickett, 1600. Mitch Trubisky, plus 1800. And Brett Ripien. Plus twenty five hundred. <laughs> I completely forgot that Deshaun Watson was and had anything to do with the NFL. Yep. That's how crazy. That's how fast you can sort of be bypassed, I guess, in the NFL. Because every week there's a new keeping helping of storylines and mm-hmm. situations and moves and injuries and guys with mustaches wearing Top Gun jackets for some reason and leading like, the team to victory. Chris, Ca- capturing you, the hearts of the fans. You could you could have led the game, the team to victory in that game. Uh, I was Sirianni, an excellent intramural quarterback. Sirianni could have suited up and played receiver. The the Jets are a bad team. Um, I just it, it it's never it never ends. It never ends in this city with this with this bullshit. I, I just right. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to cut your diatribe off, uh, but. I'm I'm just wondering if you hate it or not. Oh, I I I hate it. it the the first reactions are immediate. And my buddy asked me if while the game was going on, it was halftime, and he's like, "Are you hating this right now?" I was like, "No, of course I'm not hating this. I bet on the Eagles. This is great." Mm, but I, what I'm gonna yeah. hate is the next two weeks of conversation. That's what I'm gonna hate because did you, you know? S- sorry. No, go ahead. Did you see that Donovan McNabb is uh is helping tutor? Jalen Hurts. I'm fine with that. <sighs> that that was an acrimonious relationship at best. Uh, last one before we get out of here. Who will with be the fans the H- or this organization? Yes, that oh, doesn't matter. <laughs> Who will be the Houston Texans starting quarterback for Game One of the 2022-2023 NFL season? Bavada has 
Who do you think the favorite is? It's got to be Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, Gregory, comes in at number three. The favorite is Davis Mills, plus Ugh. 185. Deshaun Watson, plus 250. Kenny Pickett, plus four. Matt Corral, plus 450. Malik Willis, plus 550. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, and Mitch Trubisky. Formerly Mitchell in one of the other in one of the other props mitch here more casual in uh, in houston <laughs> plus 1200 well you I mean you got to think about it draft or order right yeah houston's got what the three they're not taking pick one, the three lions will take a qb lions are not taking a qb no quarterback is going one in this draft <sighs> what are they gonna take it's gonna be cave on Good luck. Um, and then Aiden Hutchinson. Unless it's Jacksonville, in which case it might be Evan Neal. And then you go, but then you go three. I think Houston takes a quarterback. I, I, I think don't they do. That's a, I, any quarterback is a reach at three. You, you understand how the NFL draft works, Chris. You've done this I long do. enough. You know how stupid teams are. If, you if a quarterback it. is good enough to go in the top 15, they're probably going to go in the top three. Exactly. I don't know if there's a quarterback that exists in this draft that's good enough to go in the top 15, but it sure wouldn't shock me if, if we saw Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral or whatever quarterback emerges from the combine as yeah. the next darling uh, go to Houston. The funny thing is there's like, there's four or five quarterbacks in this draft where if we looked at this five years from now and we said, oh, that guy was the best quarterback in the draft, I'd be like, all right, I can see that. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe maybe it's Corral, maybe it's Pickett, maybe it's Carson Strong, maybe it's Sam Howell, maybe it's Malik Willis. Hell, maybe it's Ritter. This is just, there is just no one quarterback who I love in this draft. The ultimate crapshoot, baby. That's the NFL draft in general. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank God we have two quarterbacks. Damn right, Gregory. Minshew mania. That's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Orwardell. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you next week and uh, in just a few moments on the Wisdom app. Well, yesterday, if you listen to this, check out our Twitter. Anyway, that's the show. (laughs) Bye.